Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Break down Dale Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade me. Cliffy baseball. Weep this. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet this. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, firewoman. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Puzzle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Helmet mayonnaise. The rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Womack style. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 67. Whoa, what? (laughs) Already? Oh, yeah. Jumping right into it with the NFL picks. <coughs> Excuse me. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you're enjoying a nice Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, hopefully, whatever, doing the things that you do. Turkey, all the bullshit. Hope, it, hope it's good. Hope it's tasty turkey. Yummy, tasty turkey. All right, I did. Uh, I did horribly. I did so bad last week. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Welcome to episode 67, everybody. We're jumping right in with some NFL uh, nonsense. And <clears throat> wow, did I do 
terribly last week. I didn't get anything right. One, two, three, four. I got four. I, four games I picked correctly. Four and nine. Oh, that's bad. Four and nine. Nine. Nine, 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 nine. Nine, 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 nine. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about this. It was bad. Uh, so I was wrong about everything. I was wrong about, like, every game. New England, they lost to the t fucking Texans. So New England stinks. First time in 20 years anybody's really been able to say that, but they stink. They got Cam Newton, who's just like he was in Carolina, where one week it's like, oh, wow, all right, Superman's here. He's great. And then the next week, he stinks. He stinks. He's awful. So they stunk. Uh, Texans won. Wrong about that. Miami lost to the to the Broncos. All right. Wrong. Now, these, that's the great thing about football, though. These games are all within... There's, like, one game... I'm, I'm trying to look here. There's one, two, three, four... Four games last week that were blowouts. One shutout. Everything else was, was, within, a, was within a touchdown or less. So, you know, it could have gone either way, I guess, but it didn't. So here I am, feeling like an asshole because Miami lost to the Broncos, Patriots lost to the Texans, uh, the Browns beat the Eagles. I should have picked the Browns, but I just didn't. I don't know why. All right, uh, Saints beat the Falcons. I thought that's one I was right about. Cincinnati uh, lost to Washington, so I was wrong there. Detroit got shut out by the Panthers, so I was very wrong there. The Steelers destroyed the Jaguars. 27-3, so I was right there. There's one thing I was right about. Baltimore, uh, the Ravens, where are they? They lost to the Titans in overtime. And so, you know, it's, it's a close one, but I was wrong. I picked the wrong team. Uh, the Chargers beat the Jets just barely. So I, you know, okay, I got that one. Green Bay Packers lost to the Colts in overtime. Another overtime. They lost by three. So, you know, things things could have swung either way, but for me last week, they only swung uh, in the opposite of the direction that I needed them to swing. Not that it matters. Who cares? I don't, I'm not betting. This isn't for betting. Nobody's betting it's entertainment purposes. Only the Cowboys beat the Vikings 31-28. to I was wrong there. Kansas City Chiefs just barely beat the Raiders 35-31, to so I got that one right. <clears throat> and then the Rams beat the Buccaneers 27-24. to Wrong there. So the good news is, I mean, that's the thing about football, you know? The cliches, any given Sunday, blah, 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 the parody. So teams are pretty evenly matched up. They're very, you know, yeah, you get a blowout, shutout here and there, but, eh. They're all pretty competitive and pretty close games. Now on to this week's game. Let me just mute my phone. Somebody's calling me from Winter Garden, Florida. No thanks. Because my grandmother always said, you don't pick up on Winter Garden. All right, week 12. What do we have? Well, we have a couple games that have already uh, finished up. Some Thanksgiving Day games yesterday. The Texans defeated the Lions 41-25 to in Washington. Beat the Cowboys 41-16. to You know, I didn't pick any of those games. I don't know I don't know who I would have picked. I think I might have picked the Texans, but I probably would have picked the Cowboys. So, I, you know, whatever. But I didn't. I didn't pick those. So we'll move on to Sunday. Chargers, Bills, Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo. My pen. Where's my pen? Give me my pen. I want my pen. There's my pen. Buffalo, I pick. Cardinals, Patriots. Uh, 
I'm just, I'm just so stupid, I'm still picking the Patriots. I just, uh, you know, I'm not using my brain when I pick these guys, but I'm, I'm picking the Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins over the Jets. Chiefs, Buccaneers, ooh, baby, that's gonna be good. You know what? I'm going with Tampa Bay. I can't believe I'm going with Tampa Bay. Oh, I'm gonna regret that. No, you're not. No, you're not going with Tampa Bay. You're going with Kansas City, you dummy. Stop doing this. You're going with Kansas City. And now we know that pretty much guarantees that Tampa Bay is going to win this one. Raiders-Falcons. I'm going with LV, the Raiders, Las Vegas, Giants-Bengals. I'm going with NYG, the New York Giants, Titans-Colts. Boy, oh boy, that's exciting, but I'm going with the Colts because I'm just them. Panthers-Vikings. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going with Minnesota. I don't know why I keep picking them, but I, I do. Browns, Jaguars. I'm going to take Cleveland. Ravens and Steelers on NBC Sunday. That was supposed to be Thanksgiving, but COVID stopped that from happening. I'm picking the Steelers. Saints, 49ers, and Packers. <laughs> no, you didn't do... No, stop that. Stop that. I'm not rushing through just to finish the song. Uh, but yes, I'm picking the Steelers. <laughs> Come on. Saints over Broncos. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints over the Broncos. Uh, for what did I say? Did I say the Rams over the 49ers? Because that's what I'm taking. I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles. Bears and Packers. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. And then Monday night, November 30th. Monday Night Football, Seahawks and Eagles, the Battle of the Birds, and the... I'm not picking Philadelphia. I, there's something that's telling me to pick an upset and pick Philadelphia, but I'm not. I'm not doing that shit anymore. It's bad enough that I picked New England to win. I shouldn't be picking them for anything anymore. So there you go. I'm picking Buffalo, New England, Miami, Kansas City, Las Vegas Raiders, the New York Football Giants, the Indianapolis Colts, Minnesota Vikings, the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New Orleans Saints, the Los Angeles Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, and the Seattle Seahawks. And those are my NFL football picks for Week 12, here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. <laughs> Now I have a bunch of time left on this song, so I'm just going to do this. Birthday Boy Podcast is here. All right. Did that in pretty short order, the NFL picks. Jeez. It's loud. This is called Somebody New. And it's by somebody I don't know. Jesus Christ.
It's by Swim Mountain. <laughs> that's a nice... That's a nice old tune. I don't know how old it is. It's not that old. Clearly. Oh, yeah. How was Thanksgiving, everybody? Welcome to episode 67 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. I think that's the third time I've said welcome to episode 67. How was Thanksgiving? Was it nice? Was it good? See the whole family, get them all together, gather them around by the table. Share, you know, everybody touch the same serving spoon. Scoop your slop onto your plate. Your Eat out of the same trough. That's nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Oh, man. What can I say? I mean, nobody's, you know, we're, we're stuck with this fucking disease for a long time because everybody's having good good fun times why, why should you stop why should you stop anyway we had a nice thanksgiving it was great you know i had some of the zoom calls with the family and all that good stuff got to see everybody uh what else i got up way too early i was tired all day i don't remember i've already forgotten I forgot what we did. I got up. I played some video games in the morning. That was nice. Played a little Star Wars Jedi, uh, whatever. Fallen Knights. Fallen Order. You get all the music off here. Uh, I made two pies. Made my my famous pecan pie, which I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with how either of them came out. The second one in particular, because we we ran out of brown sugar. I mean, there was there was enough brown sugar, but I don't think there was two cups worth. I just dumped the rest of the bag into the mix, and I don't think it was enough. It didn't feel. It felt like maybe a cup and a half, maybe a cup and three quarters, so close, but it just didn't feel. So the second pie, it tasted a little. It tastes a little eggy to me, just a little too eggy. Uh, I don't know. The first one was good though, but it but either of them. Paled in comparison, I, you know, I make one every year for the last two or three years. And I used to make it back in the old days when I was baking, baking, not bacon, baking quite often. And, uh, you know, I do an okay job. I do an okay job when it comes time to make the desserts. Uh, but uh, I don't know, I wasn't I wasn't overly thrilled with, with how the pie, it's still good. I still went back and had a bunch, but... Yeah, it was good timing, too, because I had hit my, uh, I think I hit, what did I hit, 40, 41, almost 42 pounds of weight loss yesterday. So it's good, it was good to wake up to, uh, and I couldn't get a walk in because it was just, it was pouring rain. By the time it was cleared out and was time for a walk, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going out. I'm done. I'm not leaving the house. Uh, So we had snacks, had all the usual, you know, shrimp, whatever. It was, you know, it was great. It was a Thanksgiving. There's the four of us. I like it when it's the four of us. It's nice. We had the shrimp and the uh, the little uh, crustinis, the baguette, Kimmy, garlic and butter, and oh my god, and dip it into the uh, the dill dip. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. It's a recipe that our our auntie Lynn used to make, which was uh, mar. She would get a marble rye and dill dip. That was so good, but. Uh, we get yeah. Kim Kim puts the, the the baguette in the oven, cuts it up, puts the butter and all that stuff. It's it's so tasty. Had some uh, yeah, whatever snacks, crackers, cheese, port little port wine cheese. 
Oh man, my, my mouth, man, my mouth uh, is watering right now. My mouth is watering. I have not eaten yet. It's my lunch. I'm using my lunch break to do a podcast. So that's nice of me. That's magnanimous of me. That's my Thanksgiving gift to you on this day after Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, and we had the turkey and the mashed potatoes and all. It was great. It was really good. I'm not. I t- I've told said it again. I'm not a huge fan of the Thanksgiving dinner, but it is once a year. It's pretty nice. Have that turkey. Smother it in gravy, mashed potatoes, all the other stuff. I tried the stuffing. I want to like stuffing. I really do, because everybody likes stuffing. I seem to be the only one who doesn't like stuffing, and I want to I wanna enjoy it. Kim makes a big batch, and she puts little apples in it and things like that that are real nice and has a little sweetness to it, and it's just, I don't know, it's just that kind of mushy. I, I don't know. It's just the consistency. I did the whole thing. I don't, I just, I'm not, I don't get it. I don't. I can't can't do it. I tried. I tried. Couldn't do it. Anyway, uh, we watch planes, trains, and automobiles. Of course, that's yeah. How can you how can you have Thanksgiving without watching that movie? I don't I don't understand. Um, so it was fine. It was a good good relaxing day. And then uh, I, I God damn, I don't remember much else. And that was about it. I think just relaxed, ate, relaxed, watched football, watched basketball. College Hoops is back. I've got Virginia and San Francisco. Uh, number four ranked Virginia and San Francisco. It's only San Francisco's leading by a point. They're not ranked. What's on the other one? It was a basketball game. Well, now it's a football. Now it's Nebraska and Iowa a football game. I've got the 1990 and 1992 Survivor Series on. I did have a screen that had SpongeBob on, but my uh, but my kids, uh, somebody needed it, so I'm, I'm down a screen. But that's okay. Four screens. It's not ideal, but uh, but I'll take it. It's good enough. I'd rather have five, but four, four is cool. Four is cool, brother. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's that was Thanksgiving. It was fun. Saw the family on Zoom. Talked to everybody. Uh, did all that stuff. Had a good time. I'm very tired still. I just I got up early. I had two calls this morning. Uh, and I'm just tired from. I'm tired from them. <laughs> I'm tired from those calls. They were hours ago, but the first one was at 9, and then the other one was at 10. And, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I can say. Because I have to start, I'm, I'm being proactive right now. Without saying too much, uh, I got a contract here at work, and it comes to an end at the end of the month. At the end of December, I should say. At the end of the year. And I'm, I'm really hoping it keeps going, And there, but there's a very real chance that it won't. So I gotta, I gotta get up and up and at them, which would make this the third consecutive Thanksgiving week, end of the year, where I am, I am in the, I'm in the hunt, I'm out there. The curriculum vitae is up to date. It's out there. Everything's out there. So those are, you know, had a couple calls this morning. I'll say that. Had a couple calls on Wednesday too. Some things went, the, uh, they all went well. And some, some prospects are better than others. But really, you know. I kind of like where I am. I hope that I hope that keeps going. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying exactly where I am right now, and I, you know, I'd like to get to a point where I don't have to do this every few months or every year or two because it's very exhausting. It's so exhausting. It's more exhausting. The only thing that's more exhausting than than having a job is having to find a job, and the only thing more exhausting than that is having a job and having to find a job while having a job. And the only thing more exhausting than that is having to do this on a regular basis. But that's such is life. That's the nature of the beast, I guess. 
So we'll see. Oh man. So <clears throat> a couple things. I had uh, I had a dream recently, a Bob Barker dream. I don't think Bob Barker has ever made an appearance in my dream, but he did uh, just the other day, just a few nights ago. So. <sighs> That's my, that's my, I'm inconvenienced sound, but okay, we're good. All right. All right. So I had this Bob Barker dream, which I didn't write down. I I told it to Kimmy as soon as I got up, but I got to try and remember. I'm probably going to leave stuff out. So in this dream, we were at a restaurant. We were in New York. It was one of those things. It was a restaurant that was very familiar, yet didn't look like anything I've ever seen. You know, one of those kind of things. And we have a dream and it's, oh, I, this is familiar, but it's not at all. So, uh, yeah, so we were we were at a restaurant, and it was the pandemic was happening in the dream, too. So everybody, we had to have masks. We had to be careful. We had to go in and, uh, you know, put the reservation in. Okay, you, your, your, your reservation is for 445. Okay, great. And so Kimmy and I left, and it was, at first it was the whole family. We were having dinner with the whole family. Uh, I don't know, I guess my parents and a bunch of people, like a bunch of rel- close relatives. I'm pretty sure my my uh, deceased grandmother was there too. She was waiting to be seated, and it was going to be a nice family meal. But we were a little nervous because you know we were eating in a restaurant, masks, and everything. And uh, so Kimmy and I left, and we went and we I, we were in a mall. We walked around this mall, and then came back, and uh, it was I think right at 4:45. And he said, we're here for our reservation. We have a 445. And they said, okay, it'll just be a, a few more minutes. And so we just kind of hung out. And we're like, we were waiting. And then all of a sudden, Bob Barker came out, came out of the restaurant. And we were the, the restaurant was attached to a mall. So we were kind of standing out in the mall outside of the restaurant. So there's a familiarity because there's a restaurant at the Boston Prudential Center called Earl's where we got, we've gotten food from. And it's attached to the mall. And Cam and I have waited outside of Earl's with our masks on and to get food and we've gone in to pick up food, we, whatever. <clears throat> so, so I'm in this dream, Kimmy and I are just by ourselves. We're chatting. We're waiting for our table. I don't know what happened to the rest of the family. They just kind of, they're not there. They're, oh, they were inside the restaurant. That's right. I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, so Bob Barker comes out, host of the price is right. Of course he comes back and he's, he sounds like Bob Barker and he's, but he's not happy because I guess we were supposed to, meet at the same time to have to have this dinner with Bob Barker and his wife uh, who nobody listening knows who the hell Dolores Hope is it's Bob Hope's wife who died she's dead she's long dead he's long dead and I mean 30 years ago Bob and Dolores Hope were old old people and they still he lived for another 10 years and 15 years and she lived for another like 25 years or so I don't know she didn't die that long ago, five years ago. I don't know, not even. Anyway, uh, so Bob Barker and his wife Dolores Hope come out, and Bob Barker's like he sounds like Bob Barker, and he's like, "Now you were supposed to meet us here for lunch and, or for dinner, whatever, and we've been waiting a long time." And I'm like, "What do you mean you've been waiting a long time? We were supposed to meet at 4:45." And he says. And it's after 4.45 now. 
and uh, and you know he was talking like he was on that show. You know how Bob Barker and the closest to the price of the microwave. Now you've got to guess within five dollars of the grand total. He sounded like that. His his kind of cadence, and he's uh he's like we were supposed to meet here at four forty five to have dinner, and you're late. I'm like no, they told us four forty five. We came back at four forty five, and they didn't have a table ready. And Bob Barker's like, well, we've been seated at our table for several minutes since 4.45. You better come and sit with us at the table. He was like, come sit with us at the table. And I'm like, why are we si- We're going to sit with Bob Barker and his wife, Dolores Hope, at the table at the restaurant? And you better hurry up. We're going to eat soon. I'm like, okay, Bob, just cool your jets, man. So, and it was one of those things where it was a very, very fancy, elegant restaurant, but yet to get into the restaurant, you had to go through with like, like one of those cafeteria type places at the mall, you know, like put your tray down, like, like Sparrow or something like you put the tray down and there were desserts and there were all these things and you had to grab some of your meal, but then sit down and order a fancy, it was just weird. And I was freaking out because there were a bunch of people at this kind of uh, uh, you know cafeteria buffet type thing grabbing pie slices of pie and all these desserts and other things and I'm like well I'm trying to get my food and there are people here and they're breathing and it's really gross and I just said forget it let's just go sit with uh, with the Barkers and so we sat down with Bob Barker and his wife and then and then at the table uh, next to us was like the whole family was there my ki- my kids were there and my parents and my in-laws and my grandmother who's dead and like all these people and i think at this point i've had so many dreams about my my dead grandmother that it's not a, you know it used to be like oh i had a dream about grandma it was so nice to see her in the dream and now it's like oh there's grandma she's you know she shows up a lot in my dreams so no big deal i'm not you know i was i wasn't like i wasn't disappointed i just wasn't it wasn't like a usual, oh, oh my God, Grandma's in my dream. It was like, oh, there's Grandma. She's eating with us. It's great. And, uh, you know, I, but I was just thrilled, like, wow, I'm eating dinner with Bob Barker. This is a, he's a big-time player in the uh, in the game show circuit, you know, up up until 13, no, yeah, 13 years ago. Uh, anyways, but it's Bob Barker. He's a legend. He's an icon. Bob freaking Barker. So I'm sitting there, and, and, uh, he, and then, and then his wife, for again whatever reason was Dolores Hope and we started kind of chit-chatting opening the menu and she goes uh she said so uh I can't do a Dolores Hope I'm Dolores Hope I don't know how she sounded but anyways (laughs) she had this very weird kind of a low voice oh Bob Bob we're gonna order your food Bob anyway she turned to me and because uh, I started chatting with with Bob Barker, I'm like, so tell me, like, tell me everything, tell me about you know, this and that, and and then Dolores uh, Hope turns to me and she's like, well, I've been waiting a very long time to to have some alone time with my husband, so or something along those lines, something about having alone time with Bob Barker, and then I turned to Dolores and I said, I said, well, I said, well, you're gonna have to take a number and get in line behind me, sister. And then, like, both of them, Bob Barker and Dolores Hope, who's not Bob Barker's wife, but in this dream, again, was his wife, they both, 
like did a spit take. He spit out his water or whatever he was drinking or his bread. I don't know. And they both just, they just roared with laughter. They thought it was, my joke was the funniest thing they had ever heard. And they're both, they were looking at each other and they're like, they were both were holding hands and like squeezing their hands and like shit, like an Oprah Tom Cruise kind of moment. Like this guy's so funny. And I'm like looking at Kimmy like, hey, huh? I'm impressing Bob Barker. Huh? What about that? Huh? What about it? And Bob's like, you're, you're a funny guy. And I'm like, I know. And we're all just, I mean, I'm like, this is so great. This is, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be a game show host by the time this is over. Maybe I'll get my own, maybe I'll replace Drew Carey. I'll be hosting Price is Right by the time this conversation's over. You know, because Bob Barker, at the age of like 98 or whatever the hell he is, he's such a power player now. Certainly he's gonna he's gonna put in a word for me and I'm gonna this is it. This is the big break I've been waiting for and everybody's laughing. We're just having the greatest time. I'm like, this is such a great start to the evening. And then my fucking alarm went off because it was whatever, seven o'clock. I don't know what time it was. I think this was Wednesday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. I don't know. My alarm went off and I actually I I hit the alarm. And I, I like held the my it's my phone. It's my my phone is my alarm. And I held the alarm and I said no, no. Like in real life, I said no. It's <laughs> like the same way, you know. Most of the disappoint when you wake up from a good dream and it's disappointing. It's usually one of two things. It's either a long lost relative who has died comes back to visit you in the dream, and it's so nice, and you don't want it to end. Or, let's be honest, it's a sex dream. Something really nice is happening. <laughs> so it's either dead relative or sex dream. And I've woken up from either of those and said, Ah, oh, man, that stinks. Oh, well. This Bob Barker dream was the first time that I looked at my clock and looked at the alarm and said, No, no, why, why now? Why did you wake me up now? It was so good. It was such a good dream. Why? I was I was hitting it off with Bob Barker. Why? Why did you go off? And then I tried so hard to go back to sleep because I think I think what had happened was the first part of that dream, like when we showed up at the restaurant and the whole family was there and we were going to sit down and go eat at a restaurant, I think the first half of that that was the first half of that and then I woke up. I think I woke up very very briefly. And then went back to sleep and kind of sort of continued with the same dream, which doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. And I think that's I think that's how I think that's the glitch. I think that's how Bob Barker entered into the dream, because I think there was a, a slight, just a very, very slight break in the action. And then when I went back to sleep, kind of sort of picked up where it left off. But now enter Bob Barker and Dolores Hope playing the role of his wife. And we're sitting at the table, and Dolores was talking about how much she wants to get time alone with her husband. And I said, well, you're going to have to take a number and get in line, sister. I called her sister, too. I remember that. And they, the two of them just, oh, God, just, yeah, just roared. Just roaring. Just, just double over with laughter. And I'm like, eh, eh, I'm doing it. I'm I'm hitting a home run with the big Bob Barker. And then uh and then off off goes the alarm 
and I, I, oh, I've, I've never, I, any, the best sex related dream I've ever had, the best, uh, dead relative or grandparent or something that I've ever had, or a, a great dream. I've had, I've had good dreams where I'm like, there's a celebrity and things seem to be like, wow, this is really going to be good for my career kind of dreams, or there's something, you know. I had a dream once that I was like best buddies with Ryan Seacrest. I fucking I fucking loathe Ryan Seacrest. He's such a douche. But in my dream, he was like a super cool guy, and we were just hanging out, and he was just fun to hang out with. And he liked what I had to say, and he's like, "Yeah, I can help you. I can help you get. Uh, I can help you get a gig." And that, that's the other thing too. In my dream, when I'm when I'm hanging out with celebrities, it's something that can benefit me in some way. It's not like. I'm sad to be like, oh, I was I was friends with Ryan Seacrest, and that's not real. I was friends with Bob Barker, it's not. It's that's nice. I guess it would be cool to like meet those guys. Not really Ryan Seacrest, but it'd be cool to meet Bob Barker. I suppose. I don't know how interesting that would actually be. I don't really care that much to meet <laughs> many celebrities. Most celebrities, I really don't care if I to meet any celebrities really. Um, this Bob Barker thing, though. Uh, it was just like there was something just so, just so magical about this this dinner. Just the four of just sitting at this restaurant and like it was one of those fancy old restaurant old restaurants with like the high back. You know, we were in like a table booth kind of thing with the high back made out of I don't know velvet or something. <laughs> Some old fucking thing from the sixties. Some kind of place that uh, you know maybe Don Draper would have been eating. I don't know. Uh, anyway. But it was like, oh, and then I tried so hard to get back to sleep. I wanted so badly to get... And that's the other thing, too. You wake up from a dream that you think is real, and then somehow you think that if you get back to it, you get back to that dream, it's going to still be real, and it'll, like... I, I, I don't know. There's a weird semi-conscious sort of uh, thing that happens. And Anyway, I didn't fall back to sleep. I woke up, and I was so bummed because I was like, oh, man, Bob Barker. It was, it was going so well with Bob Barker, just like it once went so well in my dream with Ryan Seacrest that we were pals and he was gonna he was gonna get me a radio show or he was gonna get me on TV or something. Which again, I fucking can't stand Ryan Seacrest. He is just such a douche. Anyway, yeah. So that's it. So there there goes Bob Barker. Which probably, to be honest, Bob Barker is how old is Bob Barker? Let's see. We uh, let me punch it in here, and I've got this handheld computer. I went to type in Bob Barker, and I typed in Bunk, B-U-N-K. Let's try that again. Barker, Bob William Robert William Barker, 1923. So uh, 97, right? It'd be 97. Am I doing that right? Did I get that math? I I believe I did. Yeah, 97. Oh, he'll, he will be 97 on December 12th. Huh. Well, listen, I'm not saying that anything's wrong, but I I tend to sometimes, I do this thing where either I have a dream about somebody or I just think about somebody or I joke about somebody and then they fucking die. So I, I hopefully that's uh, this is just a dream. I just had a dream about Bob Barker. And hitting it off at a restaurant with his wife, Dolores Hope. And, uh, and hopefully that's all that it was. Because there's been time. Listen, one time uh, I was just driving along and I thought to myself, hey, 
Where's Rue McClanahan these days? You don't hear much from her. I wonder if she'll die soon. And then the next day she died. That's how I, that's how I, that's how things go. Sometimes. I just, you know, I joked about some kid in school one time. And then, and then she died. I, you know, I like joke about people dying and then, and then they die. And I, I have dreams about, I don't know if I've had dreams about people and then they die. I don't know about that. I think I just, I think I'm just an asshole. I think I just joke about people who are, you know, the, the old and then they, and then they die. So I'm not joking about Bob Barker. I'm just telling you that I told Bob Barker and his wife, Dolores Hope, a dream, a, a joke in a dream that I had. And, uh, and it was very, it was very displeasing to wake up from that dream. It was, it was, that was a rough wake up for that day. But anyway, Bob Barker, if you're out there listening to the Birthday Boy podcast, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I hope you're doing well. That's what I hope. I hope you're doing well. I'm not even going to think about the fact uh, that that uh, you're not going to die because you're Bob Barker. Bob Barker doesn't die. He's never going to die. Alex Trebek died, but that's because he had uh, stage what stage four pancreatic cancer. He got like an extra year out of that, and we all knew that unfortunately he was gonna he was gonna pass on, and he did. And that's why I'm enjoying Jeopardy even more than usual. You got to watch every episode up till Christmas Day. I'm I'm savoring every minute of Trebek that we have because and sometimes I and then sometimes I get uh, I still take him for granted. Because even though he's dead, he's on Jeopardy every night, just like he's been since I was two. And and then Christmas Day he'll be on Jeopardy, and then the next day he won't. Well, I'm I'm sure he will because they'll play some they'll play some reruns probably for a, a few weeks or a month or so or who who knows how long. Maybe the I don't know. It depends on when they get a host. Is there any? I don't I don't know of any updates on a host. People keep saying Ken Jennings. I really hope not. I don't like. Ken. I follow Ken Jennings on Twitter. He can be funny. He's also a, he's like a he's a prick. I think he's a prick. I don't want Ken Jennings to host Jeopardy. He's not. He's not. He shouldn't be hosting Jeopardy. No. No. Thank you. Uh, Howard Stern was saying something about George Stephanopoulos. He wants. No thanks. No thanks to that either. Uh, he's a very smart guy. He seems like a nice guy. When he's on the channel, I turn it. I just. I don't know. There's something about his screen presence that I have no, I want no part of. LeVar Burton is the name that a lot of people were talking about on Twitter weeks ago, like right after Trebek died. I am totally down with that. I would fucking love to see LeVar Burton come into my living room every night to host Jeopardy. And he's no spring chicken, but he's still he's still a pretty young pup. I think he's he's got to be at least a good 20 years younger at least than Trebek, right? How old's LeVar Burton? I don't know. LeVar Burton is 63. There you go. I mean, Trebek was, what, was Trebek 80-something? He was in his 80s. So you figure LeVar Burton, if he's got another good 20, if, if LeVar Burton can go to his 80s? I don't know. Sounds good to me. Anyway, there's nobody like Trebek. There's nobody like Bob Barker. Chuck Woolery is an asshole. Fuck him. Anyway, what? so there's my dream. There's my Bob Barker dream. And I'm going to go get water. And I'm going to come back and talk to you some more on the Birthday Boy Podcast, episode 67. Stick around for more. I get so scared and I feel such guilt like when you first drew blood. Uh-huh. All right.
Welcome back. New Maximo Park. It's called I Don't Know What I'm Doing. Which could be my theme song for life. Alright. What else to talk about? I don't think I have a, I don't think I have a great many topics, but <clears throat> Oh, let's see. Oh yeah, I was driving. I had to take a little drive the other night to to do some things. I had to go somewhere to do some things. San Francisco beat Virginia. Wow. That's an upset. College basketball. It's so nice to have basketball. It's great to have basketball back. This makes me so happy. College hoops. I'm very happy. I haven't had a chance to really watch a ton of it, but I'm I'm very I'm very happy. Anyway, I was driving around, and it was kind of nice. It was the first time, yeah, I guess the first time since the election that I drove anywhere really outside of my my little loop here, my little bubble, my grocery store wholesale club bubble. And uh, there were a couple of places that I drove past that typically for the last four years have had humongous Trump signs out outside one of them is right along the highway and it's it's a business too it's like this this light business or something and i thought man you really you really have to be like really in this fucking cult to to risk all that business like 50% of i mean to have a to have a whatever make america great thing uh, on your on the side of your home that also advertises your business it's like well yeah i know i don't need lights but i know where i'm not going to get them if i do <laughs> and and sure enough i drove past the other night and now it's just a it's a big american flag outside a big light up american flag but you know we still know we know i'm still not getting my lights from you and then the the most the most rewarding one was to there's this little shack it's it's like a tool shed but it's, it's somebody's house, and it's, I'm sure it was one of many, many houses that used to be there, uh, it's now just car dealerships, but I'm sure it was one of many very small houses uh, that, that maybe once upon a time were located in this spot, it's at the end of a row of houses, but it, it looks nothing like the other ones, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's just a little shack on the road. And for the last, I don't know, better half of the last year, they've had a Keep America Great sign up on the on the lawn. It's, the sign is honestly bigger than the house. I'm not even joking. It's huge. Keep America Great, Trump 2020, blah, blah, blah. And so when I got off the highway, I went that way deliberately. I, I went a little bit longer way just to see if that I hadn't been past that sign in, in, in quite some time. And... Uh, so I, I rode past, and sure enough, keep America great. The sign's no longer in the front lawn. The sign, the sign is gone. You know, there's no trace of it even ever having existed ever. And uh, and I'm by myself in the car. It's like nine thirty Wednesday night. It was not. I had to take a long drive. I had to do like, th- God, it was three hours worth of driving 
to get a Christmas gift that uh, was only in stock in one spot, in one area in all of the in all the land in all of New England, and it was like an hour and twenty minutes away. <laughs> And uh, I just wanted to go and get it because they, 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 you know, you can get it any time. We paid for it. It was an in-store pickup for this item. And uh, but I, I, I was like, let's. I'm just gonna go now and get it so we have it and it's done. And we don't have to think about it. And uh, so I did. And uh, that has nothing to do with anything. But it was a long drive, and I took an even longer way home just to go past this sign and. So I'm a little I'm a little sleepy. I'm just I'm I'm two minutes from home and I I drove past this guy's house and I just as I often do, I was just talking to myself anyways in the car. And I saw the sign and I said and I had I kinda had the window down a little bit and I was like I rolled down the window actually when I drove past the house. And I was like, Oh what hey, what happened? He took the sign. What what happened? We're not gonna keep America great again? What I thought we were gonna keep it great. And I'm looking, there's nobody near me. It's again, it's like 10 o'clock. I had been gone for like three hours to, to go to this store and get this thing and drive all the way. I basically drove there, got the thing, turned around and came back. And, uh, and I'm like, there's nobody else on the road. And it's Thanksgiving Eve, so everybody's home. They're trying to probably get to bed early so they can get up early, get their turkey in the oven and all that shit. And, uh. So I'm just driving past, and my windows are down. I'm like, "Hey, everybody, what happened? I thought we were gonna keep it great. We're not. We're not doing that now. Is that? That's not the plan anymore. That's sad. It's sad. It's sad. That's sad. It's a shame. That's sad. I thought we were gonna keep it great together. I thought everybody was unified, and we're gonna get, keep things great. But we're not. We're not. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad." Oh, but really, it was just so happy. It made me. It gives me life. It gets. It gives me energy to see. To see that. To see all the racists. Racists being so disappointed and so sad. Um, watched the Thanksgiving parade yesterday. I guess yeah, that was a thing that we. I mean, kind of, sort of watched it. It was. It was unwatchable. I've, as far as I'm concerned, and I didn't. I didn't pay as close attention as I normally do. Normally, I. I have the parade on, and I'm not really doing anything else. We might be getting dressed to go to somebody's place for Thanksgiving, maybe, but otherwise, I'm you know I get up and I watch the parade every year, and uh, you know most things that have a live audience that don't have a live audience, it's crappier without the live audience. Some things are better. I thought the uh, what did they have the Emmys a couple months ago? I I thought that was better without the audience. I liked how they did that, uh, but you know sports. And, and you can't have concerts. There's so much stuff that's just so crappy. And so the Macy's Parade it had the look and the feel of the parade. It was right in front of Macy's, and there's Al Roker, which was nice because he's not doing well, but he's, he's there. He's good. Um, I think he's doing better. And the usual crew. And I'm just like, you know, a lot of these musical numbers are very tough to watch. <laughs> But there's a crowd, and it's, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, who cares? We watch the cheesy musical acts and all the numbers, and it's fine. Uh, but, boy, I was, that was a tough one to watch yesterday. And the one thing is I, you know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of Sesame Street. Uh, my, kids are, uh, my kids are 11 and 9, so Sesame Street has not been on the TV for a very, very, very long time. They, they outgrew Sesame Street pretty early. They were, they were done with Sesame Street much earlier than I was at the same age. But nevertheless, yeah, we haven't. There hasn't been a lot of Sesame Street on the TV 
any time recently. But uh, man, the new uh, the guy who re- who's doing Big Bird now is like, you know, you listen to like Elmo. They had to replace Elmo a few years ago because the guy, uh, the K- Kevin Clash is that his name? I don't know. The guy who did Elmo, he was uh, was he's like a sex offender. He was like a, I don't know what the hell he was up to, but he was he was no good. So they had to they had to fire him and get a new guy. And the guy who does Elmo sounds exactly it sounds like Elmo. It sounds the same. You know, uh, uh, Frank Oz hasn't done Grover. I, I don't know when was the last time he did Grover. But the guy who does Grover sounds like Grover. They do a pretty good job. You know, Kermit. No, but there's only one Jim Henson, but they've done a pretty good job of getting uh, somebody who's uh, a decent enough Kermit. Mickey Mouse always sounds like Mickey Mouse. I mean, they all, you know, you keep it sounding the same. And Big Bird, they they just didn't, like, yeah, Big Bird always sounded like this. Hi, Snuffy. You know, that's Big Bird. And now and now the guy who does Big Bird, and he sort of sounds like this. Hi, it's me. Cliffy, it's it's your uncle Big Bird, Cliff. I, let me see. Can do I have a sound? Cl- I'm sure I can find a. Let me see if I can pull something up. Big Bird, today you'll be taking a lie detector test. Let's see. Oh great! Uh, what's a lie detector test? No. You a series of he sounds like this. We have a few guest interviewers here to help. Oh hi, Emma. Oh, hi, guys. Good luck. Oh, oh, gee, the truth will set you free. Okay, I don't know what that means, but all right. Fucking. Anyway. Is your real name Big Bird? Me? I thought you were talking to Barry. Yes, my, my name's Big Bird. Do you live? Fucking sucks. Anyway, I mean, who cares, right? Nobody gives a shit. It's little kids watching it, and they're gonna. The little kids now are gonna grow up, and that's gonna be their Big Bird. And he's gonna sound like this. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, it's me. He sounds um almost like Telly. Hey Big Bird, it's me Telly. Or uh, uh, snuff. I can't do Snuffleupagus, but anyway. Uh, yeah, he used to sound like this. Hey guys, it's me Big Bird. You know, it was like a <clears throat> it was a higher kind of pitch. It sounded a little more. Yeah, it was a little more upbeat kind of sound. No, he just sounds like this. Let's learn the alphabet together, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna call Cliff. Cliff, it's your cousin Big Bird, Cliff. Why haven't you called me back here on Sesame Street? What the fuck, Cliff? You asshole. That's, that's, that's it. That's what Big Bird sounds like. So that was a big, that was a big letdown. Uh... Uh... What did I hate? Oh, well, one the thing I hate every year about the Thanksgiving parade is uh, the Macy's parade. Uh, Santa Claus. I hate that Santa Claus. Pandemic or not, I, f- I hate that Santa that they have at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I can't stand him. I hate his stupid Santa face. I hate the f- stupid Santa clothing that they give him. I hate his Broadway acting style because he's, you know... He's not saying anything. He's just Santa, and he's just he just stands there and he holds his belly and he jiggles and shakes. <laughs> he's not even you know he's not even laughing. He's just he's just smiling and then he he does this sort of weird the way that he bounces up and down while the music playing and he you know his finger to his nose and the, I hate that Santa. 
I fucking, for as much as I love Kurt Russell as Santa, I hate this Macy's guy as Santa. Uh, he's just, he's, and, and but I have to watch it I, because I'm, it's one of those things, you know, you like sometimes you, you watch something that you hate because you, I just, I have to see it. I hate this thing so much and I just, I need to see it. I need to confirm that I hate it as much as I think I do. And I watch the guy. I, re, I, I had, I don't know what I did. I, I had to go somewhere. Oh, I had to actually run to the grocery store yesterday. I had to run out and get vanilla extract so I could make my Thanksgiving pies, my pecan pies. And uh, I came back just as uh, just as Santa was finishing up, and they they'd just gone off the air. So I rewound it so I could see him. And I I I hate I hate that Santa. I just hate him. I hate the way he moves. I hate the way he bounces and jiggles. I hate his smile. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Uh, the guy who plays that Santa, I'm sure, is a lovely fellow in real life. But he I, he's so terrible. Like, that's a guy. I mean, it sucks we had to replace Big Bird. I can't wait to replace Santa. Not that I'm saying I can't wait for this guy to die. I just can't wait. Maybe he could retire and just go rest at the North Pole and then get somebody else who's not quite as sucky as playing that Santa on the Thanksgiving float, Thanksgiving parade float. Anyway, maybe that's why Dolores Hope was in my... I was watching the 19... On YouTube, they have the entire 1994 Thanksgiving parade. And... Uh, Bob and Dolores Hope were on a float, and he's at that point. He still had almost another ten years left before he croaked. I think he was a hundred when he died. Uh, and he, I mean, you know, he's sitting there in his wheelchair, or whatever it was, and and uh, and uh, and Fred Willard or Fred Willard Willard Scott is uh, is interviewing him, and of course Dolores has to do all the talking, and she sounds like she's a hundred and four years old. He sounds like he's a hundred and twelve years old, and this is nineteen ninety four, and they still had some gas left in the tank and you know everything was like hey bob hope i uh you know willard scott uh, here you got the uh, christmas special coming up hey, yeah yeah christmas special. how about that yeah isn't that something yeah, yeah and so dolores had to do all the all the talking and we've got a wonderful christmas special coming up in nbc for hope for the holidays uh maybe that's so maybe that's why she was in my dream <laughs> As, as Bob Barker's wife, I just got the wrong Bob, which is fine because I don't know what I, you know, what am, what am I going to say to Bob Hope if he shows up in my dream? Oh, hello, Mr. Hope. I was never really a big fan. <laughs> you, you're a very, very charitable guy, but you're not funny at all. Nice to meet you. I don't know. Let's see. Do you want to hear some of the 1994 Willard Scott talking to the Hopes? Here, let me see. That's Willard. Willard Scott. Why is Willard Willard Scott? And I like who gives a shit. This is a 1994 Thanksgiving parade. Like uh, bra breaking news, everybody. Here's some interesting Bob Hope on the. Who cares? But he's asking. He's asking Bob Hope's wife Dolores if she saw any action in World War II. Basically, uh, did you see anybody that you remembered from Normandy? Uh, oh well, I wasn't there, dummy. And Bob Hope's just sitting there. He's like chewing on gum. He's, I mean. He's asking Bob Hope questions that he can't. I don't think Bob Hope can hear a fucking thing. So she's the one who has to do the, basically she has to do the whole interview. Because he's out of it. 
This poor guy, I wonder, like, was this against his will that he's, he's 90 at this point, or very close to it, right? No, he's, yeah, he's got to be like 91 in this. He was 100, and he died, I think, in 2003. And so, if it's 1994, he would have been like 91 years old. And they're asking him about, you know, he's making Christmas albums and doing all this shit. Uh, anyway, let's see. There he is. Okay. Oh, and Willard Scott is like, you know, God bless him. He seems like a sweetheart of a guy, but he's he's not the one to be out there doing interviews with anybody, let alone Bob Hope. Because he's not too far behind. Willard Scott's still alive, but <clears throat> he's got to be. What? How the whole? He's, he's got to be in his nineties at this point, right? He's going to be on that Smucker's Jar soon enough. Willard Scott. Boy, this is real topical here on uh, episode sixty-seven of the Birthday Boy Podcast. We're talking. We're talking Willard Scott. We're talking Bob Hope. We're talking Bob Barker, Dolores Hope. You know, just all the all the kind of new. Uh, you know, the big players in today's media landscape anyways uh so uh you got got the christmas album coming out yeah yeah christmas yeah, bomb hubs christmas and uh we what uh what can we expect uh, you, you gotta listen you gotta play this thing you gotta like uh if you like christmas you gotta play the christmas album you know especially you you're old too you remember a lot of these guys world war ii bomb hope christmas and then Dolores, we recorded a song, a Christmas song. It was a little, what a hoot. Was very, yeah, 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 Christmas song. You, you, you listen to a Christmas song. Ah, ah, see, ah, see. I'm going to play the CD, see. Ah, Bob Hope's Christmas, 1994. Ah. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, seems like yesterday and a million years ago at the same time, 1994, which was, what was that, 26 years ago? That's fucked up. 26 years ago? Are you kidding me? Eh, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, the parade sucked yesterday. That was fucking, I, you know, they did the best they could. That was, given the circumstances, I guess you can't ask for it, but boy, parades... Parades are pretty shitty in general, but just like a lot of sporting events and concerts and wrestling and other things, you put that live audience into it, and that's half of the fun, is watching people react to the thing that you're also watching. Hearing a crowd roar for something, hearing them applaud for something, or boo for something, or cheer, or laugh, or whatever they're doing. And then you you watch these floats go by, and they're really not that interesting, and the parade itself is really not that exciting. When you, when you get right down to it. But it's like, okay, we're watching the parade. And there's everybody in New York. And they're watching the parade. It's Thanksgiving. Families are together. It's fun. We're all having fun. It's a big event. It's a big thing. And now it's like, uh, okay. The song, the number ends. And there's silence. There's no, they didn't even try to like pipe in any sounds or anything. Like, not that I could hear. And uh, so it was, yeah, it was weird. It wasn't good. I didn't think it was good at all. But, hey, they, they did what they could do. Well, what what else could you ask for them? 
right, taking another break, and I'll be right back uh, with more here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Welcome back. This is uh, Tender with Living. Is this really living? Cause I can bring myself to get on. It's pretty good. Pretty mellow. Uh, got paid today. That's nice. Well, when I say I got paid. I, uh, when, uh, when the wife set up her direct deposit from work, for whatever reason, I couldn't find a, couldn't find a check from my account, from our joint account, so she used, uh, her, her, her own account, her old account that she doesn't really use that much, but it's still active, so... <clears throat> So she gets direct deposit into her account, and then she just Venmo's me the money <laughs> once a week. And I love it. Even though it's an extra step, it doesn't cost anything. But what I love is that she sends me a special message every time Every time she, she sends money. Let's see. Let's go back here. The first one, I don't mind, hopefully she won't mind me sharing this because it's fucking funny. She transferred the money, and you know, on Venmo when you send somebody money, you can leave a little, you know, a little comment, a little note, you know, what, what's, the, what's the money transferred for? For pizza, for, uh, you know, you can put a little alcohol emoji or whatever, whatever the hell it is, whatever reason you're giving somebody money. Uh, for rent, for this month's rent, for the, you know, whatever. And uh, you can, you know, for all the other little people on Venmo that you're connected with, you see, you don't see the amounts that they're sending and receiving, but you see the reasons, you know, you see their comments. So, so the first time Kimmy transferred money to me, she just wrote sexual contact. <laughs> uh, and then she wrote, I, it took me a second to figure out this one because she put a hashtag and then a space, and then the word town. And I'm like, I sat there for a second and I'm like, hashtag town? And then I said, oh, pound town. Like pound pound. She sent me money for pound town. Uh, then the next one she sent me money and she put the, the finger making the okay sign and then a, another finger. <laughs> <laughs> Another finger pointing in the direction, you know, like when you, when you're a child, or in my case, 40 years old, and you make the sign, the sign for sexual intercourse, and you, you know, you make a circle with your, <laughs> with two fingers, and then with your uh, pointer finger, you put it in and out of the circle. So she did that, which made me laugh. And then, of course, if we go back a few weeks here on the Birthday Boy podcast, uh, I told you about all the voicemails and things that I had for Fatima, since I have her old phone number. Uh, so Kimmy sent me money and she said, thank you, Fatima, for finally cleaning my house. <laughs> uh, then she put one <laughs> money, she just wrote COVID, well, she put the little green germy emoji thing and then the word treatment, so COVID treatment. Uh, then she made an office, re 
on one of them made an office uh, reference and said Urkelnomically correct if you remember that episode with the chairs and uh, Steve uh, Michael Scott famously doesn't know how to pronounce a lot of words so he would say Urkelnomically <laughs> correct uh, then last week she paid me for Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meta- <laughs> Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness <laughs> Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. Uh, and then today I was like, because usually I think it's Wednesday or Thursday that she uh, does the transfer, and I, I just made a joke. I said, uh, have you initiated the transfer yet? And she said, I'm doing it right now. And then she sent it. She said, there, now you're not going to get a funny comment. And I said, what? You're not going to... I said, no, you, there's no rush. I want the funny comment to come with the money, too. I don't want to just get the money. I want the funny comment. And so Cam, so Cam this was like an hour ago, two hours ago, I don't know. So Cam uh, was sitting there playing their video games and uh, on the Switch, just sitting on the couch and looked up. And so I was, you know, Kim, I, I said, uh, did you initiate the transfer yet? Which I really just wanted to say it in that voice. That's the only reason I asked her. I said, uh, have you initiated the transfer yet? And she goes, Jesus Christ, I'm doing it right now. Give me a break. And I'm like, okay, all right. That's no rush. I was just joking. And Kim goes, <laughs> she goes, I was going to, well, there you go. You got the money now. I was going to leave a funny comment, but I didn't have time because I felt rushed because you pressured me. So now the money's coming. And Cam just looks up. <laughs> Kangos looks up and she said, are you guys going to get a divorce now? <laughs> and I just paused and I looked over and I, I said, I said, I don't know, Cam, but probably. It's probably over. And she said, oh, that's a bummer. And, uh, and, then, I, and then I looked and Kimmy did actually. She sent a comment and she said the money was for setting the table, which <laughs> I, along with the kids last night, that was our contribution to Thanksgiving dinner was we set the table. That was about it. I carried some of the dishes over and put them on the uh, on the side table that we had, the staging area, so we could go get our food. And we put some forks and some plates and some napkins out at the table. So the money was for setting this. And I said, well, so I looked at Kimmy. I said, wait a minute. You said you didn't get to do a funny comment. That's funny. You paid me for setting the table. That's funny. And then I said, I looked at Cam. I said, hey. I said, we're not going to get a divorce now. We're going to stay married because that was funny. That made me chuckle. And Cam goes, yay, you're not getting a divorce. I said, well, yeah, for now. But we'll see. We'll see what the comment looks like next week. Uh, It's fun to joke about serious things. Anyways. Uh, What else did I want to say? I think that's about it. Big Bird's News voice sucks. Um... When I popped into Channel 6, eh. I don't know if that's a very... Fun, I was thinking about this story the other day. I guess I can I could probably do it pretty quickly. So when I was a senior in high school, I was talking with my friend Bridget, who was, uh, who was the person who uh, commented last year that she would like to hear me do a podcast. If I ever did a podcast, she would listen to it. And she now has a podcast, and I can't remember the name of it, but I will tell you next time. Soul... Uh, so it's a pun, it's a pun, soul, socially responsible, that's the name of the podcast, S-O-U-L, socially, rural juror, socially, socially responsible, socially, socially responsible, S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L-L-Y, socially responsible, uh, 
I'm going to be perfectly honest. I, as I told her a couple days ago, I have subscribed to her podcast and I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I will. So I'm not going to tell you if it's good because it might stink, but you should subscribe to it and find out on your own. You don't need me to tell you what's good and what's not, I, even though I will tell you that. Go subscribe to Bridget's podcast, Soul Sholy Responsible. And uh, yeah, it's probably pretty good. But anyway, she was in the news biz for quite some time. Her mother was a was an anchor uh, back where I grew up, and uh, she followed in the the family footsteps. Got into the news game. Was on NECN here in Boston when we first moved here. Uh, but anyways, we were we were chatting about that because she she used to work with somebody who was on the Charlotte Fox station that I used to watch when we lived down there, and now he's an actor. He's on TV shows or something. This this cat named Eric Weber, uh, who I was just commenting to her. I said, oh, it's funny that you know him. I used to watch him on the morning news in Charlotte. And he, uh, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a good-looking guy, tall, skinny, you know, good good face for TV. And, uh, and I, But I said he always looked, on every single broadcast, he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but where he was right there. And I never knew if that meant I don't want to be in this, you know, this little mid-sized market doing podunk news. I want to be in, you know, New York or in LA or one of the big boys, uh, or I want to be on the network. You know, that's what it, that's what it, it came off to me as like him, his, his kind of attitude is, was like, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this. Where's my, when's my call coming in so I can get the fuck out of Charlotte and get on a real, a real news station or do some real work or something like that, or a better station. I feel like he went to Florida or something for a while, and then I, I don't know. I don't know where he ended up, but he's in some TV show, and she's friends with him because he used to be on NECN here in the Boston area. They, they were colleagues, and I texted and I commented the same thing. I said how he always he looked like uh, he looked like he just wanted to be anywhere else. And she was just saying how, yeah, news is a tough, tough business, and she got out of it years ago, and she's on to other things. And I said, yeah, it was nothing. It was, of all the things I wanted to do in TV, news was any involvement with news just crushed my soul, and I had no interest. I did three months as an intern with the CBS affiliate in Albany, uh, which I didn't really want to do because I'm like, I don't have any interest in news, but it is television, so it's like, okay, well... Maybe this is how everybody gets their start on a local news thing, which, in retrospect, I should have taken that more seriously and not been such a prick and said, I don't want to work at a news station, but I should have. I should have gotten some, uh, you know, gotten experience doing editing and cameras and TV and stuff like that would have been good. But I just, I hated news so much. I was so uninterested in that shit at the time. It just, you know, it was a big turnoff. And interning there was also a turnoff. I didn't really enjoy it. You know, parts of it were cool. Like, wow, this is TV studio. Hey, this is the anchor desk. Hey, this is the newsroom. This is interesting. It's cool. But most of what I did was just tearing scripts. Like, they would come off the dot matrix printer, and I would rip the little fringy hole thingies off the sides <laughs> and organize them and then bring them to the on-air talent. Uh, either right before the broadcast or during a commercial, I would run over and, you know, hand them the scripts at the news desk. Uh, once or twice I got to do the teleprompter a little bit. It was, you know, it was cool. Uh, but I was too much of a douchebag and thought, like, this isn't cool. I should be doing the, I should be working for HBO, like, right now as a high school kid. Instead of, like, hey, this is a great way to get some experience locally and, uh, you know, maybe work my way up through the ranks and, uh, you know, then find my way to, like, a net the network and, uh, you know, I was too stupid 
to think that through, even though it was pretty obvious. Um, so, so I didn't. But and I, and I was just yeah. I said I didn't. I, I like the internship. I just didn't love news. And she said, "Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you worked there." Blah blah blah. Uh, and so I was telling her about. It brought back a story of when, you know, so this was a high school internship. I worked for News Channel Six, WRGB News Channel Six, uh, back in. In 1998, when I was a senior in high school. And uh, one of the things they always told you was like, hey, even after the internship's over, you should go back, even if they don't give you a job, you know, go back and visit every so often. Once in a while, go over to news, go over to your, where you had your internship, go visit your, with your intern coordinator, just say hi. You don't have to ask for a job or anything. Just, you know, let them, uh, you know, so that they remember you, so that they see that you're, you know, do, do, do the right thing, you know, send them a thank you card when the internship's over, do the blah, 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 blah. So I said, uh, I think I was a freshman in college, and college had already started, and uh, I said, you know, I should I should swing by, I should I should say hi to, to Mary Ballou, who was my intern coordinator, she was so sweet, such a nice lady, and uh, so I, one day, one afternoon, I think I was, like, done with class or something, and I went over there, and I stopped by to see her, and I was just, it was, it's so bizarre to think about it now, just the fact that I could just, I just walked right in. I just walked, uh, I think I just walked right up to the newsroom. That can't be right. They, I, I must have gone to the front desk, and they called down for her. And she came down, and she was happy to see me, and we talked, and she's like, come on up, I'll, uh, I'll you know, I'll introduce you to people. And it was very nice of her, and I got to meet some of the new guys that were there weren't there when I was the, when I was an intern, you know, six months prior to that. And, and I just remember it was such an awkward day because, like, there was this one guy. He was one of those, like, on-the-streets reporters who always did the remote stuff. But he was at his desk in the newsroom. And she introduced me to him. And he just started, like, very playfully, but he just started trash-talking. And he was just like, F this, F that. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. But everybody was like kind of laughing and playing along. And I'm like, all right. And uh, and, I, and I started like firing back. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, God, I, it's hard to even say it because it's like I want to crawl under the fucking bed and thinking of what a fucking unprofessional jackass. I, he's an employee there. So he's got a rapport with these guys. And he's like shit talking me. He's like, oh, so you think you're fucking hot shit, huh? Coming back here. What are you going to take my job? And he's like, you know, and he's like, I, he was so weird. And, uh, and I, I was like, I was like, I was just giving it right back to him. I was like, yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm the new, I, I'm your replacement. You better get the fuck out of here. I'm going to own this fucking station someday. I'm like, ta- just like visiting my intern coordinator, 18 year old me. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking asshole. Of course I'm going to fucking take your job. I'm your, I'm the next, uh, whatever. I don't know what I said. I'm the next Tom Brokaw. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you as a stepping stone to get to, because uh, he was like shit talking me and I'm shit talking him back and he's like, he starts laughing. He's like, I fucking love this guy. What is you're a little shit talker too? And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking right, I am. And we're we're having this guy. And then I realized like Mary, my intern coordinator, who had brought me upstairs, is like she's gone. I think I was. She was so embarrassed to even be near me that she just left. And so, like, everybody, I'm just, like, talking to this guy, and he's, like, busting my balls. I'm breaking his balls. And uh, and then all of a sudden, I 
I'm like over in this other group and I'm like talking and Mary, Mary came back and she was like, here's the, what's his name that does sports and here's who's it's who does the weather and here's uh Schmozitz who does traffic. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. And then all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, I think it was like the weather guy or the sports guy's birthday or something. All of a sudden, like there's this big cake and like balloons. And all of a sudden I'm like holding balloons. I'm just standing there. Like, after I'm, like, dropping F-bombs with this one news reporter, like, ah, you fucking guy. F- me just showing up to, like, visit with my internship coordinator. And now I'm, like, standing there like, yeah, you fucking asshole. I'll be fucking, I'll be the top fucking anchor at this channel in no time. I'll, I'll own this fucking station by the time I'm done here. You wait and see, you fuck, you fucking prick. And he's like, ah, you fucking shit talker. I fucking love this guy. You fucking asshole. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, asshole. We're just going back and forth. And then, like, and then the next thing I know, I'm standing there in front of a birthday cake holding balloons. Somebody just, like, handed me balloons for the, you know, it was like, I I can't remember, sports, weather. I don't know who it was. But he's, uh, I think it was the sports guy because he had, like, the blazer, the coat, the tie, and everything on. And he just had, like, a bathing suit. As a lot of those guys did, because you can't, you know, they're sitting at the desk, so you can't see below the waist. So he's got like flip flops and a, and a, and, you know, his undies or something, and then the nice quaff hair and the, the sport coat. It was not Roger Weiland, by the way. He worked at the NBC station. I don't know who it was, but it's his birthday. All of a sudden, I'm sitting with these people I don't even know in this newsroom and like the on-air talent and the producers and everybody, and I'm like standing around them. I'm holding balloons singing happy birthday and i don't even know who this guy is and like he he's like ah thanks and i'm like i handed him the balloons or something and he's like shook my he's like ah thanks buddy i'm like yeah happy birthday man it's great you know i'm like yeah make a wish blow out your candles (laughs) so he blows his candles and then i'm like i'd like i I don't i didn't have to cut the cake but i'm like sitting there like eating like eating cake just hanging out eating cake and then like the the little like anchor guy or the, the the reporter guy he's like he's like man what a fucking day for you huh you come in you, get, you eat our cake you fucking doing this I'm like yeah I'm like yeah I'm going to eat your cake and then I'm going <laughs> to and then I'm going <laughs> to and then I'm going to own this fucking st- I don't know it's just more shit talking he's like ah he's fucking guys shit talking he's a fucking shit talker I love it and uh god it was the weirdest day and I think I feel like Mary I think it was at this point that she's like, she hears the way that I'm talking because I think, well, this is how it's supposed to be. I'm he's talking to me, dropping f bombs. I should just, I, I guess I'm supposed to talk the same way back to him. And then, uh, and then Mary just, she's like, I'm sorry, I have to go. I have a meeting. And then she left. She's like, you can see yourself out. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I was just like, ah, you fucking guy. And he's like, ah, you fucking guy. And then I'm like, I'm like, all right, I gotta go. And he's, I'm leaving. He was, he was like on the phone. He like puts, he's like, hang on a sec to the to whoever he's talking to on the phone. He's like, he's like, hey, it's good to see you, you fucking asshole. I've been fighting, blah blah blah, fuck fuck fuck. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, fuck you, asshole. I'll be back. I'll be back for your job, you fucking asshole. He's like, ah, you're funny. This guy's fucking funny. And then I left. I left there with the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, god damn. I'm like. After that performance, they probably will hire me to be the next on-air talent because I was so I was so likable, and I and they're gonna see how good I am at using the f word, and they're gonna see how great of a shit talker I am, and I fit right in there. I didn't even come to get a job. I just stopped by to visit Mary Ballou, who was wonderful, and then I realized like, oh, I realized this years later. Like, wait a minute, 
I probably shouldn't have done any of that. I probably should have just kept a, you know, kept my distance, been a little low key, respectable, polite, uh, not engaged with the guy dropping f bombs. Just kind of chuckled and been like, ha, "Yeah, you're funny." And uh, instead, I was like, "Yeah, you fuck, you fucking fuck." And uh, I never spoke to her again. <laughs> I don't think I ever talked to her again. I think I did call a few years later when uh, when I got fired from KB Toys for not wearing socks or something. And uh, that's a different story. I'll tell you that. I don't think I've told that story. But anyway, I'll tell it another time. But I, I had like three weeks until going back to college uh, at SUNY Binghamton. And I had gotten shit canned. And I said, I need a job. I got it. Like... I need to find somebody who can hire me for three weeks and then be okay with me leaving to go to school. And then maybe I'll work for them next summer. So, of course, I called Mary Ballou at Channel 6 in 2000, August of 2000. Like, hey, Mary, uh, I need a job. And then I was I was so panicked and so just ugh, just such a dope that I was like, uh, hey, Mary, I just got fired from the toy store. Do you guys Are you guys hiring at all? Also, I'm going to college in three weeks. I'm going back. The semester starts. Uh, so do you have anything? And she was like, let me talk to somebody, and I'll maybe get back to you. Good luck. Okay, bye. And that, that was officially the last time that I talked to her. So that was 20 years ago. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, so I, but, but going back to 1998, when I stopped by the newsroom to visit, I left there feeling so good. I was like, wow, I fit right in. I was like one of the team. I'm uh, holding balloons, singing happy birthday, eating cake, dropping F-bombs with this fucking guy who I see every evening. He's on the news doing his on-site reports. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and, and then, and then, like, a few weeks later, that guy stopped doing reports, and I didn't see him ever again on the news, <laughs> so... <laughs> I he, he disappeared. He was like the hot young new talent guy, you know, young with the with the cool '90s hair, tan, you know, good shape, skinny guy, whatever. Um, clearly, just a complete, you know. But I was a douchebag. If I saw him today and he was acting like that, I'd be like, "What a fucking douche!" Because um, he was, he was a big douche, uh, I'm sure. But. So was I, so I'm, you know, playing right right along with him. And then, uh, yeah, nobody from Channel 6 ever talked to me again. And I don't recall, it was not long after that that he never made another appearance on their, on their programming again. Not to say that it's related to that particular incident, but it was just awfully interesting, the timing of him being there one day, and then a few weeks later he was gone. And that's my story about Channel 6. And I don't remember much about actually working there as an intern. Although, one time I remember I just went and, like, I hid somewhere because I had completed all my duties. And uh, and I didn't want any more work to do, so I just went and hid. <laughs> and, uh, and then I found this person who was a, an editor, and I would hang out with her and watch her edit shows, you know, edit the news stuff. And, yeah, it was a, it was a weird place. I, I, and then they would do weird things, like they would test me. Now stuff's coming back to me. Because at first it was just like tearing up scripts, and then slowly you get to you get to do some more stuff and do the teleprompter here and there, and uh, what was the, you know I get to work in the editing, you know, pulling tape. Uh, we need this tape uh, from whatever January fifth, nineteen ninety five. I don't know. 
okay, I'll go into the into the room, the tape room, the archives, and find it. And there's a whole system to look up tapes. But then you got to put the tape into the special VCR, and you got to find the actual spot on the tape. Uh, I need to find uh, an American flag waving. You got to go find that. Okay, I'll track that down. And uh, and then I would go I would go on remote uh, shoots with the with these people, which was kind of cool. So I'd get in the news van and go out on assignment and get to tag along and see how, it, you know, this is some neat stuff. But then there was one day where after like all this time, I was finally about to go on a remote assignment. And they did this thing, which was clearly like, they didn't need me for anything ever. I'm an intern. I'm just there. I'm doing some little bullshit work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I would call, I would call leads. I think it was called where you call just different, like, police stations and all these other things, and like, hey, it's John from uh, from Channel 6. Uh, you got any news? You <laughs> literally call the police station and be like, any news? And uh, that was not fun. I dreaded that. That assignment was fucking awful. But, you know, there was some cool stuff, and, and one of the things was, yeah, going out on an assignment with the, with the remote crew. So I'm, I'm with these guys, and I'm, like, on my way out. And then all of a sudden, this producer lady is, like, chasing after me. She's like, John, John. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, ah, I'm so sorry. We really need you. We got we to gotta find, we need to pull tape of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Uh, that's weird. I've been here, like, two months, and I'm finally going out on assignment with these guys. And now you need me for an actual thing? Like, that's weird, but okay. I'm going to, you know, you doing doing what you're asking me to do. Sure, sure, sure. And uh and then I pulled the t- yeah, I think they I think they wanted like a few seconds of a flag waving and some other stuff. And so I found it for them cuz they had a pretty intricate system. And so I found some tapes of flags waving and gave it to the person that needed to get it. And that took me all of about like 20 minutes. And then I thought, boy, it sure would have been cool to be out on that remote assignment. But, uh, you know, they did shit like that. And, and then I found out because my, my high school, my teacher, Mrs. Symer, told me, like, hey, I, I heard that you were, you know, it was pretty disappointing you were going to go out on a remote assignment and then they pulled you in to, to do a, some other project. And I said, yeah, it took me like 10 minutes. And she's like, well, they really appreciated uh, that you were flexible and willing to... Uh, to do something that that needed to be done that that went a long way with them. I'm like I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm pretty sure they didn't need the tape that I pulled because when I gave it to the person, they looked at me like I was an asshole and they said, "What? American flag?" Oh, oh. Oh, yes, the American flag waving footage that I asked for. That's where it is. Thank you. Yes, this is definitely a real project. Thank you. Thank you. So clearly they just did that to see how I would react, you know, I was because I was excited about getting to go out on a remote assignment and see how that was put together after a considerable amount of time of doing pretty mundane routine stuff. And uh, and so when I was finally getting to go, they needed me for another task and I was pretty pissed about it, but I did it. And, uh, yeah, and then my teacher said, hey, they, they really appreciated that because uh, that's the kind of industry where they like to just... Uh, you know, use and abuse people and walk all over them. And you allowed that to happen. So great job. You'll go far in this business if you want to. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Well, she didn't say any of that, but that was, that's clearly, that's clearly what had, what had happened. 
Um, anyway, there was something else. Yeah, I would hang out in the editing booth with this one lady who was very nice. Uh, and then there were times where I was out of tasks and the tasks that I had completed were not particularly interesting. And so I would go like, I would just go hide somewhere and hope that nobody found me. <laughs> so I didn't have to do anything. Because I just didn't, I'm like, I just want to be on the camera. That's all I want to do. I just want to sit on camera. Can I just be, a, can I be on the news broadcast tonight and just like do some stuff? Like I'll just talk, I'll talk about the, uh, like WrestleMania is coming up in a few weeks. Can I just talk about that? Can that be my, can that be my project? Can that be my, my assignment for today? Oh man. I wonder if I, I should try that now. I should see, maybe I could get an internship with uh, WMUR up in Manchester. Or maybe WCVB. Maybe I can be uh, an intern for Mike Wankum. Wankum. Wankum's Wacky Weather. I can start pitching ideas to him. First off, stop calling yourself Wankum. Wankum is so much funnier. You should be Wankum, and you should call it, you know, Wankum's Wacky Weekend Weather. Something like that. Like, you're, you're, there's opportunities here. You're not cashing in, man. Watching the parade go by. You're watching... Uh, the shitty Big Bird and Santa Claus going by on the Macy's Parade. Yeah, maybe I could do that. I could pass for 16, 17, couldn't I? I'm sure I could. I look pretty much the same. Just uh, put a little of that just for men. Get some of the gray out. Hey. Hey, cool dude. Or maybe I'll just use toner from the printer like Creed did in, uh, in that episode of The Office. <laughs> Have a Red Bull with me. Sometimes you just gotta ride the wave, am I right, brah? Hey, Wankum, can I be your intern? I got some ideas. I got some real ideas here for you. Oh, I could be Fritz Weatherby's intern. I haven't done Fritzy in a while on the podcast. God damn, that's what I should do. I should apply, see if I can be. I'll pretend I'm a high school student, and I'll go to WMUR in Manchester, and I'll see if I can be Fritz Weatherby's intern. And then I can play some clips from previous podcast episodes where I do my version of him, which is Filthy Fritz. Uh, yes, Fritz Weatherby's New Hampshire. Uh, shitty fuckface. I can't think of the names. Uh, Arnold, Arnold P. Quackers and, uh, Reginald Pist, Fern Pistains and all the characters of Knob New Hampshire were out there. They, uh, wank a wiener tuggy meat. Having a two-dollar hot dog and chip beef supper. I think he would like that. Okay. that's Maybe that's the new goal. Maybe Whiff Clomac needs to be an intern. <laughs> uh, just spitballing here, folks. But anyways, there's so much potential. Maybe I can, I can start it all over at the age of 40. The 40-year-old intern. 40-year-old newsroom intern. <laughs> go, back, go back to my roots. And then I'll start trash talking with the with some hotshot new uh, new on air talent one day, and then they'll say you'll never work in this business again. Maybe that's why I've never gotten any jobs in the TV industry. Maybe I got maybe I got blacklisted. I got blackballed that day back in 1998 when Mary Ballou said, "Okay, he'll never work in this business. This fucking asshole thinks he owns the place. Thinks he owns the joint. Talking like he works here, like he's some kind of guy." New. All right, taking one last break, and then we're going to wrap things up here on the Birthday Boy Podcast.
Welcome back. Royal Blood, Trouble's Coming. I am so tired. I gotta wrap this up. Oh, man. Yeah. I got other things. I, I gotta save this stuff for next time. I don't think I have time to talk about this now. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Do it. Do it another day. Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm just tired. That's the nice thing. I like working the day after Thanksgiving. Because everybody takes the day off. I kind of... I always say, like, why... Why take this day off? Everybody else does. You can... It's, it's kind of a day off. Anyway. Oh, anyway, my, my lunch break has now been an hour and a half, so... <laughs> whatever it's time to go right all right uh yeah i don't know I, I yeah i'm looking at these i'm looking at these topics i'm gonna save it for next week anyway i think this is enough i think we have enough for today we did the we did the nfl right we did uh yeah channel six talked about that a little bit some reminiscing i always think i'm like I'm out of stories from uh, from the old days, and then one pops into my head. I've got plenty of them. It is they're just coming. They're just you know the first season of the podcast is like it's my whole life story of my memories and my childhood and all these other things that it's like hey I can just it's just a brain dump. And now oh season two is tough man. It's like selling Cutco knives, as I've discussed on previous podcasts. Where you start out and you like, hey, this is easy. Because you sell to all your friends and family, all the people you know. Of course they're going to let you into their house to show you stupid knives. And cut rope and cut leather. And cut your fucking fingers off like I did at my grandparents' house. As I've discussed on a previous podcast. Uh, and then you get through all the people you know. And it's like, oh, shit. That's why you told me to ask for leads so then I could then call those people and go sell them knives. But I didn't do that because I thought I had an unending Rolodex of people that I know personally and I don't. So, similarly, I have 40 years worth of stories, many of which have been shared in previous podcast episodes and now I get here and I say, uh, what other stories do I have from childhood? But I still have some. They're just, they're just not coming in a rapid-fire succession like they used to. Because I've told so many of them. And my life is not that interesting. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other key piece of this. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> but I've, I've given you enough today, I think. That's enough. It's time to go finish up the day, get going with the weekend. That's the nice thing about the day after Thanksgiving. It's like, ah, back to work. Ah, work's over. It's the weekend. So it's kind of nice. I like, I typically prefer to have a day off be on a Friday or a Monday so you get them all together, but it's nice to have a day off on a Thursday and then uh, go to a Friday and then whatever. It's the weekend. And what will happen this weekend? I don't know, but hopefully not much. Christmas stuff, tree is put up. Uh, you know, we're in good shape. It could be a, re this has the potential to be a very relaxing weekend. We'll see. All right. It's time to go. Thanks for listening. Uh, go subscribe if you haven't. I don't know why, but do it. And tell your friends to just to subscribe and listen on Apple, 
Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, now on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all the podcast places. You can get this on every... I don't think there's a podcasting platform that doesn't have the Birthday Boy Podcast. So it's everywhere. So you can just tell your friends. You don't even have to tell them where. Like, at this point, most people should know where and how to get a fucking podcast. If you don't, like, what the fuck? Um, so tell them to do that. Tell people, tell strangers on the street. If you're sitting at a red light and somebody's just, you know, standing there, uh, just dinking around, just be like, hey, dink, listen to the Birthday Boy Podcast. It'll change your life. And it'll say, okay, okay, thanks. Uh, hopefully we can dream anyways uh so yeah thanks for listening oh 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 wait a minute yeah there's a there's a twitter uh twitter account for the podcast now uh we have the facebook you can follow birthday boy podcast on facebook and you can also follow uh what is what is my twitter handle here birthday just you can search birthday boy podcast or at podcast birthday which i didn't choose that handle they gave it to me Whatever. At least there's no numbers. That's a nice thing. A lot of these Twitter handles now, if you have them generate it for you, they give you all these random numbers, and it's like, I wouldn't even share that with you. But at Podcast Birthday on Twitter. Already, uh, you know, have some followers. Five, to be exact, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I posted last week's episode. Got uh, Somebody had something to say here. Who, who was it? Uh, shit. I can't find it. I can't find it. It was Nate. Superfan Nate. Oh. Superfan Nate writes, uh, Enjoy the new episode. Very salty sign-off. Excellent. Oh, that's right, because I was yelling and screaming when I was signing off last week. Uh, yeah. So go on to Twitter. At Podcast Birthday. <laughs> that's the Twitter handle. The official Birthday Boy Podcast Twitter handle. You can still email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com but I, you know, tweeting is much easier and it only took me a year and a half to finally get the Birthday Boy Podcast Twitter up and running and uh, maybe we'll have a Birthday Boy Podcast Instagram at some point I'm sure we will, I'm just, you know there's a lot of laziness to contend with here that's going to prevent me from doing that in a timely fashion, so bear with me maybe in another 18 months we'll have the Instagram Uh, we will not be having a parlor account I can tell you that there will not be a birthday boy podcast on parlor uh so that's never gonna happen anyway all right it's time to go i'm out of here uh remember everybody positivity is the worst it's so dumb and it's so silly uh it's just pointless but uh you know kindness kindness matters kindness matters yeah it does it really does All right, that's going to do it. I'm out of here. Have a great weekend. I hope you're enjoying a a nice holiday season. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. And we'll talk to you next time right here for episode 68 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. We're we're getting close to 70. In any event, episode 68 still to come. This has been episode 67 of the Birthday Boy Podcast with me, your host, Johnny Boy. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators!